you ever overwhelmed, perhaps overwhelmed by grief, or by crowds, or by needs? Jesus knows exactly what it's like for grief to be too much, for crowds to be too much, for needs to be too much. He and the disciples faced all three overwhelming realities in Mark chapter 6. They've just learnt of John the Baptist's beheading. In response, Jesus says to them, Mark chapter 6 verse 31, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Jesus landed and saw a large crowd. Can you picture the scene? Physically hungry and desperate for a place to grieve in peace. There are the disciples and Jesus. They take drastic steps to get away from it all, to get some space. They steal away by boat to a quiet place. More literally, it's a desert place. While sailing along, one of the disciples sees movement on the shoreline. He he nudges his neighbor. He says, look, the crowds have spotted us. And it's not just scores of people, not just hundreds, there's thousands of them. There they are, scrambling across the desert, pointing ahead to the place where the disciples' boat would land. As the disciples pull into shore, the quiet place is heaving with a jostling crowd of needy people. If you were in their shoes, what would you be thinking? I mean, I'd be thinking, oh, for crying out loud, leave us alone. You're not the only ones with needs. You're not the only ones who are hungry and hurting. We're hungry. We're tired. We're hurting. We're not public property. Give us some space. We have nothing more to give. That would be my attitude. It wasn't Jesus' attitude. Verse 34, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. He had compassion. That's a phrase that translates a Greek word meaning gut-wrenching pity. His stomach is turned for these people. It's a a visceral compassion for the crowds. If it was me, I would only be thinking about my stomach. Jesus is turned in his stomach. His love for the crowds trumps every other need that he feels. Let's remember that Jesus' hunger, his grief, his physical and emotional tiredness were at least as strong as any of his disciples. He was not immune to any of those weaknesses just because he was the Son of God. In his full humanity, he felt those needs strongly, but he felt compassion even more strongly. And notice what the Good Shepherd thinks the sheep need. Teaching. He feeds them on his words first. Only later does he serve their practical needs. Often Christians will minister to needy people the other way around. They will put on a soup kitchen and then perhaps teach the words of Jesus to those who come. Jesus gave the crowds his words first. And in that context, he then provided for all their physical needs. Well, the disciples have had enough of the crowds in verse 35. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him saying, This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Send them away, they urge. The the needs of the crowd are too much. They're far beyond us now. 
We must tell them they're on their own. But Jesus disagrees. Verse 37, but Jesus answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take eight months of of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it them to eat? Interestingly, uh, Jesus does not tell them, oh, you of little faith, I can feed them. He says, why don't you feed them? Uh, Someone must have been good at the maths because they calculate between them that the cost is somewhere in the region of eight months wages. That's, That's a lot of money. Between 12 of them, it works out at about three weeks wages each. Just to feed a mob of strangers one meal. That's too much, Jesus. Jesus has found their limit. This sacrifice is beyond them. But that's the point. Jesus meets us precisely where we are overwhelmed. Are you overwhelmed? Jesus meets you in that feeling that everything is too much. From verse 38, he says, How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven, he gave thanks, he broke the loaves, then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was five thousand. Notice the ways Jesus involves the disciples in this miracle. First, he asks them to scout out the available ingredients. And then, once he's multiplied the bread and the fish, he uses the disciples to distribute it. Finally, it's the disciples who are tasked with collecting together the leftovers. Therefore, at the end, each of them had a testimony of their own to the Lord's superabundant provision. For each disciple, there is a basketful uh, to convict them of their grumbling. Here was a situation of overwhelming need. Each of us in this situation would have been tested beyond breaking point. Yet right at our weakest, Jesus steps in. He takes what we have and he makes it more than enough. Are you facing burdens far beyond you? Perhaps you're crying out right now, Why, Jesus, this is too much. Perhaps you're thinking, what is God doing? In this situation? Well, he's doing what he always does in desert places. He leads his people into them and then spreads a table. The Apostle Paul speaks of just this dynamic in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. He says, We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us. There are many times in life where things will feel too much. These come so that we say, it's too much for me, Jesus. But it's not too much for the Lord. The Lord Jesus can spread a table in the desert. He can meet even these needs. And as we rely not on ourselves, but on Christ, then we will find ourselves overwhelmed, not by demands, but by His grace.